0: This podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's pretty clear that almost everyone today has been feeling some level of emotional and psychological impairment due to the COVID pandemic. We've entered a mental health epidemic that's likely to endure over the coming years. So, what are we going to do about it? Well, we can't really rely on our friends or family because maybe some of us aren't that lucky. And even if we do, they're probably not qualified to help us the same way that a trained therapist could, which brings me to my point. Seeking the help of a professional therapist is an effective way to deal with the mental emotional cloud that COVID has created. Better help offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and to help talk with a counselor in a private online environment on your own terms from wherever you'd like. BetterHelp counselors are experts in a wide variety of topics like self-esteem, depression, anxiety, loss, and BetterHelp can get you access to help that otherwise may not have been possible in your area. So simply go now to fill out a quick questionnaire to assess your specific needs and to get matched with your perfect counselor in under 48 hours. Join over 1 million other BetterHelp users that are taking back control of their mental health with the help of experienced BetterHelp counselors. If for any reason you're unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional cost. BetterHelp is an affordable option for mental health counseling. And as an Unleashed Love listener, you get 10% off your first month with our discount code, UNLEASH. Get BetterHelp today at betterhelp.com forward slash unleash. That's BetterHelp, forward slash unleash. Start talking with a therapist online and get BetterHelp. Mm. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Q&A with myself, I'm Clamo Young and I'm your host and today I'm going to be answering a question about mental health because we do a lot of mental health content on here and not just relationships or interpersonal relationships, we do relationships with ourselves as well. So the question is, my anxiety is crippling me, what can I do? Great question. Anxiety. Oof, that thing that suddenly, well, maybe not suddenly, but especially in 2020, became part of the family. It's just part of everyone's lives now. So. We're hearing more and more people getting depressed, getting suicidal. It's uh, a really good time to bring the conversation into the forefront about mental health and the best ways to deal with mental health. So what is anxiety? Just to get a kind of like a pathology for it. Well, it's an unconscious fear of something. So we can build fears around anything, you know, during our developmental years or in particularly traumatic events that happen to us throughout our lives. They could be trauma or abuse, could be embarrassment, could be fear of abandonment, body shaming. There's quite a few different ways to build these kinds of behaviors that trigger that anxiety within us when something in our life isn't going the way we want it to, or we are just reacting as a result of those experiences we've had. Treatment to reduce or eliminate patterns of anxiety can vary. So not all treatments are to address the cause and remove the anxiety. Some of them are just to alleviate the symptoms. For example, drugs, they're not curative, right, again, they're to relieve. The symptoms. And the thing about drugs that you have to remember is that while they can help manage your anxiety, i.e. keep it at a manageable level so that it doesn't completely derail you from whatever it is in life that you're trying to do, it won't ever help you remove that anxiety and move on with your life so if you've been on drugs for a while or if you've been prescribed drugs but you have no kind of curative treatment aligned up for you or you haven't been doing anything like talking with the counselor which I'll explain in a second then you're putting yourself at danger because these drugs can be very unhealthy they can be pretty terrible for your health. And there are times when, you know, unfortunately people do pass away when they've been using, uh, uh, maybe overdosing on drugs or just haven't found a way to get off those drugs and it's really ruined their life. Um, I would say just be very cautious about drugs. They're not there to cure you. They're there to manage your symptoms. I'm gonna go through three different types of resolutions you can kind of choose what uh, appeals more to you what seems more effective to you in your situation but there's three ways that you can deal with and cure your anxiety there's immediate resolution okay so that's kind of like the management of the symptoms and we're not going to talk about drugs we've already talked about that i'm not a big fan of drugs to be fair i think they do help sometimes but it's big business for pharmacy You have to remember that, all right? Don't be naive. Know that you have control, all right? You're a powerful human being. You've got control of so much in your life, all right? And one of those things is your emotions and your beliefs and your mindset and your view and your outlook. You have control of that, all right? Or if you don't have control, you can get control of that. You just need to do the work. Right? So the immediate resolution, how are we gonna deal with immediately when you have a panic attack or some kind of anxiety, uh, some kind of stress-related incident, and you are thrown overboard, you don't know what's going on, how to control yourself, uh, everything's overwhelming you, how do you deal with it? You gotta stop what you're doing immediately, stop what you're doing, okay? Don't even try to continue, just stop what you're doing. If you're with other people, excuse yourself, It's okay, just excuse yourself. Sorry, forgive me, I'll be right back. Just excuse yourself. And then breathe, just breathe. In for four, this is a really good trick. In for four. And then hold it for five. One, two, three, four, five. And then out for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And what that does is it oxygenates your body and it releases endorphins and relaxes your muscles. And it helps you relieve that feeling of anxiety. It replaces that feeling with feelings of euphoria because you're oxygenating your body, right? And it feels great. And so if you keep doing that, in for four, hold for five, out for six, You can actually relieve yourself from the immediate suffering that you're going through. Remember while you're doing this, you're not gonna die. You're nothing serious is gonna happen to you. Yeah, you might think like you're gonna die and that's why I'm saying that because it can feel like you're dying when you're having a panic attack. It feels like you're having a heart attack. Feels like you're literally, your body's gonna explode. And it's terrifying at times. I've had them, I've had quite a few panic attacks in my life and I know people who have them all the time. So when you're doing this breathing technique, focus on the breathing technique, that's another tip. Focus on one thing and you should probably pick your breathing as that thing to focus on since you're really working on this breathing technique. Do it in for four, hold for five, out for six. There's different variations of this. People have their own numbers, right? But I think that's a really easy one to follow and remember you're not going to die you're going to be fine and this will pass just like every other time it's happened to you remember that it passes eventually okay and then when you've done that and when it has left your body or at least it's been it's died down and it's manageable again congratulate yourself this is really really key congratulate yourself on regaining control and for being deliberate for taking action and executing when you knew you could and if you do that enough you'll start to build confidence and you'll start to rebuild this belief that you can control these situations because when you feel like you're not in control that's when the anxiety and the panic hurts the most that's when it appears the most when you feel like you're not able to handle it that's actually really important to recognize that the reason why the anxiety appears and the reason why the panic, which I would say comes after the anxiety because the anxiety first surfaces and then your brain kicks into gear and you start questioning whether you're gonna be able to deal with this and then the panic sets in. And panic is when you have this overwhelming sense of loss of control. So if you're having panic attacks uh, and anxiety, right? Then you, you don't feel like you have that control. So the, the congratulations and the self-reward will strengthen your confidence for the next time so that you don't go into that spiraling panic mode. Now, the next uh, way or the next uh, kind of treatment is a medium term treatment. So it's something that doesn't necessarily treat the symptoms in the present moment but you're working towards getting rid of your anxiety Um, and this includes things like getting control. Okay, so it's all about getting control of the things that you can control in your life because many times this anxiety appears when we don't have, like I said, it's, it's a lot of it is to do with control and your perception of control. So if you can get control of more things in your life, then you should be able to reduce the frequency and the intensity of these attacks. So begin a routine and be consistent with it. The routine is going to bed at more or less the same time. But waking up is super important to wake up at exactly the same time every day, because what you're doing is you're giving your body the chance to rest and recover because anxiety loves to thrive in an environment where you're fatigued or you're underslept and you, your body isn't working properly because it hasn't recovered from the day before. You still have all the hormones out of balance and that's when anxiety really can get triggered. So going through that kind of sequence of just, I'm gonna to go to bed at the right time, I'm gonna wake up at the right time every single day. And also, It might be difficult for you if you're like, say, for example, working night shifts or you're a night owl. But I would highly recommend that if you're suffering from chronic anxiety, you really should be going to bed before midnight. And there's a lot of science to back this up. A lot of it's to do with sunlight, right? The circadian rhythm, our bodies have evolved and adapted to the sunlight and the nighttime. And the nighttime is when our body starts to wind down and shut down and we can bypass that, but it doesn't work well for our biology. And that's also one of the reasons why anxiety can be stronger when you're tired or your body hasn't had some kind of rhythm to it. Cut out food and beverages that can cause anxiety. I think the major one that most people refer to when we talk about like consumption relating to anxiety is caffeine. Caffeine really inhibits our sleep the quality of our sleep. You could sleep like a log when you've been drinking. Some people drink a cup of coffee before bed and then they they say, oh, I'm fine. I, I can sleep like, you know, totally like I'm knocked out completely cold. Um, and that might be true for them. But overall, sleep does get inhibited by caffeine and it might feel like you've had a full night's rest. But when you're tested let's say in an environment like let's say there's a scientific study what it shows is people who have drank more ca- or have consumed more caffeine than others are less responsive their brains aren't as effective when they have had coffee in their, uh, caffeine in their system so i just want to put that out there i know caffeine and coffee are like you know religion for many of us and it was for me until i stopped drinking it and i i I definitely anxiety was one of the major reasons or factors in my decision to stop drinking coffee and having caffeine even tea i don't drink tea with caffeine in it now and that might sound extreme but it's not it's just a drink like we choose to drink it. It's not like it's air or water. We need those things. But coffee's a choice. Caffeine is a choice. Just like smoking is a choice. Taking drugs is a choice. You get to choose and society says, oh, you can't start the day without a cup of joe. That's a lie. That's a real lie. My energy levels have actually risen since I stopped drinking caffeine and again it has a lot to do with the fact that my sleeping pattern is so much better and my quality of sleep is so much higher now as a result of not drinking caffeine or having caffeine so there's one thing start moving your body and breathing more we already talked about the breathing it has such an impressive effect on your biology when you breathe deeply for a prolonged period of time, because it kind of helps your body alkalize and clean itself out. I'm not gonna go into the science too much, but it really does have an alkalizing effect and a calming and a soothing effect, and it helps reset your body in certain ways. Moving though, right? Okay, let's take a scenario. You've just woken up to some adrenaline, right? That happened to me a lot. Uh, If there's something on my mind subconsciously, I can wake up in the mornings to a jolt of adrenaline that's just shot into my heart and it feels like my heart's about to explode. I literally have to get up, right? I have to push myself up and breathe because I can't breathe while I'm lying down. That's an extreme situation and I would definitely recommend getting out of bed if that's happening to you. However, if you wake up and you don't have that adrenaline shot, but what happens is you begin to let these thoughts about your worst fears creep in and they exacerbate because you're spending more time focusing on them. And that's what happens when you focus on something it becomes more real. It gets stronger when you focus on it. Then you have to get up, you have to get out of bed and move because the inactivity is what's allowing you to continue to focus on those things. And no one, no one wants to start their day on a negative or a bad foot, right? Because it affects your mindset and your outlook for the entire rest of the day. So instead of allowing that to consume you and if you know it's happening to you and just be honest with yourself, I know it's nice to lie in bed and it feels comfortable, but when you can feel that like rhythm of just negative thoughts starting to take their hold. Tell yourself to get out of bed. Mel Robbins has this amazing trick. All right, it's really simple. It's the five, four, three, two, one method. She says when you notice that you're having some kind of uh, event, which is anxiety or panic or any kind of negative behavior, count five, four, three, two, one, and then do something to change it. Get out of bed is the most popular thing that people talk about when they talk about the five, four, three, two, one method from Mel Robbins. Just count down five, four, three, two, one, and know that when you get to one, you're gonna actually do it. It's a way for you to break the pattern and get control again of your life. Essentially, that's what we're doing here. We're getting control of our life from all of these negative patterns that are getting in the way of us living the life we want to live and achieving the things that we want to achieve in life. So move your body and breathe more. Use a calendar to block time for things in your life. Uh, This for me is a surprise that more people don't do this, and I am guilty of not doing it completely. I mean, I should do more because, you know, I am very free flowing and I'm very organic with many things in my life, but I do benefit a lot from having routine. So what I mean is, okay, let's say, all right, we recognize that it's important to work. It's important to take breaks. It's important to exercise. It's important to spend time with family or in a community uh, scenario or environment, church, friends, whatever. It's important to do something like a hobby, like the guitar here. I play the guitar. It's important to get out and see nature. These are really important things for human beings. And when you take one of those things out of our lifestyle, it dramatically affects our well-being. right? So let's say you never go and spend time in nature. When you do go and spend time in nature, after maybe a long period of time where you've just been in a city, in your room, like, you know what it feels like. We've just gone through one of the biggest pandemics in human history. And, uh, it's such a big difference in your physiology. When you get into that woods or in the mountain or at the seaside or, you know, wherever it is, you can feel the difference in your physiology. You feel more grounded. And that's why I'm saying schedule time, because we forget these things easily, especially when we're busy, especially when there's bills to pay, when there's children to feed, we can really forget to incorporate these very essential aspects of life because we need them, we're humans, they're essential to us, okay, essential. And that's why we should schedule things like this. So even if it's just going to the park across the road, or even if it's you know, going to the gym that you think you're gonna remember every single day so you don't need to do it. Wrong, put it in the gym, uh, put it in the calendar. Every day or every other day at this time, I'm gonna go to the gym or I'm gonna work out in the garage or I'm gonna go into the back garden or in my room. It doesn't matter. That's the activity you're gonna do. You're gonna do it until you sweat, right? We can talk about exercise another day. But scheduling, I hope you understand by now from what I'm saying, it's really important to block time out even for things like fun. Because if you're a high achiever like me, or if you've got multiple jobs, or if you're working many hours a day, you wanna make sure that you force yourself to enjoy your life and to stay balanced. Because the balance is what's gonna bring you more fulfillment and joy. It's what's gonna keep you sane. It's gonna keep you sane. So if you don't do this balanced lifestyle, you're gonna get more of the anxiety, you're gonna get more of the panic, the fear, the illness, the physical illness, right? Important. Um, Also, I guess on that note, it's really important to find motivation and inspiration, right, as a schedule too. So you could like say, for example, I mean, it's different for everyone, but for me, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I wanna consume is something inspirational and motivational. It's not something negative and toxic. And if you're with someone in a relationship and you're having, I'm laughing because I've been through this, right? So if you're with someone in your relationship where you're always arguing, then that's a challenge. That's a problem. And you're gonna have to address that. And you can look at our other content, which is relationship related content to try to figure out what to do in that situation. Or you can message me, it doesn't matter. Get in touch, we can, we can help you. But if you're in a toxic environment, that's not gonna help your anxiety. That's gonna make it worse because it's ruining your well being. So, obviously, you're gonna get anx- anxious about it, right? It's gonna take you away. Your focus is gonna be, and your resources are gonna be on that thing that's toxic because you need to deal with that and it's heavy. So when you put your focus and attention on that, you're taking it away from the other important things like how to make more money or how to spend more time with your children or how to address your health issues or how to, you know what I mean? Like there's, so, there's, so that's one of the reasons why we need to be very mindful about our environment. Not just our environment physically, but our environment digitally. Because digital is such a huge part of our lives now. When we're scrolling through Instagram in the morning, If it's just toxic stuff like news, news is terrible. Mainstream news is so bad. It's so ill, don't consume it. I'm just gonna say, don't consume mainstream news. You're better off without it. It's never helped you. It's never helped you make better decisions in your life. If anything, it's helped you make worse decisions in your life. So just, so just, so when you're scrolling through your feed, curate your feed, unfollow like all those newspapers and tabloids and people who are pumping out toxic positivity, anyone who makes you feel like you're less of a person, get rid of them and instead replace it with like good stuff positive stuff, there's the positive news, there's a the global positive news network or something like that. There's loads of stuff on Instagram that you can put. There are role models that you have, like people, funny people, comedians, follow Justin Long. He's a hilarious guy, he's really nice. So there are just ways to curate your feed, your digital consumption so that you don't let that element or that aspect of your life get to you and cause anxiety. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is long term resolution. So this is like really kind of taking the baby steps day by day consistently to actually relieve this anxiety and get get it out of your life. Just let it go. But it takes time. It can take years. It really can because these some of these anxieties are coming from childhood behavioral patterns that were caused by abuse or trauma or neglect. And so you have to really work on uncovering the underlying reasons and coming to terms with that and allowing you to feel those feelings that have been stored within you, right? Because energy from emotion is stored in your body until you let it go. So it takes time. So find a good therapist or counselor, because these are the people that are going to help you locate the root of the anxiety and the behavioral patterns and release them. And it might take time. Like I said, you have to be, uh, you have to be patient with it. But if you don't go through the process, now you can do this yourself. I'm not saying you need someone else to do it, but you have to find a process that works and therapists and counselors know the process as usual. You have to find a good one. Sometimes there are, there are awful counselors and therapists out there, right? You have to find one that you trust and one that you feel comfortable with and one that is knowledgeable and capable of allowing you to do the work and guiding you to do the work so that you can move on with your life from this awful, terrible anxiety. And ask for help from other people too. I mean, having good friends in your life and having supportive family in your life, even though it's not always possible, is better than being alone most of the time because most of us, all right, really rely on that social interaction to keep us sane, to keep us feeling good about ourselves, because it's so hard to always be your own cheerleader. You have to be your own cheerleader, but it's so hard when there's no one else around to help you with that. So I hope that all of that has really helped. That was more than I wanted to talk about, but I think I gave some pretty good value in this video. If you enjoyed it, please leave a comment and uh, let us know what you want to us to talk about give us some ideas for content and get in touch if you want to we're always happy to talk to you and help you resolve some of your issues so take care i'll see you on the next one bye